0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Whether the action
1: is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Chillio. with you. Appreciate it. listening, subscribe, and follow the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out. Give a subscription there. A lot of great video content with all the podcasts, the WIP, and clips of our shows. Tucker will join me in a few minutes as we dive into some X factors for the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night, the final wildcard game of Super Wildcard Weekend, which I'm not still sure why we call it that. I feel like when they first expanded the postseason to having the extra, you know, seventh seed and it became an extra game and all that. I got it then. That was super, but it, now it's just we're normal now. It's just it's wild card weekend. It is a great weekend, though. Uh, just in general, the matchups, the storylines. I don't think the NFL could have gotten a better like they could have scripted this better. You had know, the two coach of the year favorites head to head, the Flacco thing in the first game within that Browns uh, Houston game. Obviously, Tyree Kill going back to Kansas City and a weather game, which people love on Sunday night and Mahomes, or Saturday or Mahomes, and the Peacock game Sunday bills and Steelers. That's the one that's like, yeah, whatever. But then Cowboys and Packers, the McCarthy Packers angle and Jordan love in the playoffs. Rogers, not Sunday nights, the best story of all of them with the, uh, the revenge game. But I do think that everyone's on the wrong side of that revenge thing. It's the Jared Goff revenge game, not Matt Stafford, but a great slate. And of course, Monday, it, I mean, who knows? It could be a pink slip on a pole match between Todd Bowles and, and Nick Sirianni, the loser, Is out, And as far as the game itself, we haven't talked much about the game itself, not on WIP, not on WIP Daily, because we've been consumed with all the other stuff around the Eagles, including their future and what's happening with the coaches around the NFL and how that pertains to the Eagles or could impact the Eagles and Jeff Lurie and his thinking. But there is a game on Monday night. And I do think for all the stuff we've talked about all week with the coaching thing and Sirianni's future and where this franchise is right now. This is like a pivot point for the franchise. It really could be a memorable night. If they win, kind of validates this season a little bit more and the last 2 years and they build from there and we'll see what kind of run they could go on. If they lose, it's like what what was this? You know, it's if it, it, it was this just a mediocre team the whole year. They fell really hard for where they were last year. So a lot online, here are the 5 X factors I have and we'll see what Tucker thinks and what he wants to throw in there as an X factor. My number 1 X factor for this game and we'll get to more of the football stuff in, you know, down the line of the list. But is, is their mentality and, and their ability, or maybe it'll be an in, inability, to flip a switch? Like, can they actually do this? Can they lock back in for the postseason after whatever the heck we've seen down the stretch of the season? Are they going to show up for this coach? Are they going to show up for the stakes at hand? Are they going to have some pride out there? Because last Sunday against the Giants, there was no pride. I mean, they just rolled over. You could tell they didn't want to be on the field. It felt like they were looking towards the sideline for Sirianni to look at the scoreboard and see the Cowboys up and get them out of the game. And that's not any way to approach it. Dallas Goddard was on with us on the midday show a couple days ago. And, you know, he said it. He thinks they may have overlooked the Giants and the Cardinals, like just and waiting for the postseason to really get locked back in. Can they do that? Is that a thing? I, you know, I think. Sensibly, you think it's not that they're just not that good and they're saying these things to try to convince themselves they are, but we can find out with more evidence coming up on on Monday night. I I, I do think they can play better than they have. Are they great? No. Do I think they're going to go on a run and win the Super Bowl? I don't, but I think there's a better level to them than we've seen, and some of this is just probably simply effort, mentality, focus, that for whatever reason— Hasn't been there for a while. So my number one thing, and I can't believe I'm starting a, a X factors for for a playoff game podcast about showing up. Like, men, like not men, not physically, they'll be there. The plane will drop them off, and they'll go to the stadium and they'll suit up. But I mean, mentally, will they show up mentally for this football game? I don't know the answer, but that that the way I view it is the biggest X factor because if they do, they're favorites. I mean, they, they should win the football game. If they don't, well, we saw, we saw what happened to the Giants last week. You don't show up, or you're half in, half out, or you're, you're checked out. You get beat by anyone. Second X factor, and this is one that we're having evolving information on, and it'll probably evolve all the way up to a kickoff, is the injuries. And I don't have a strong sense or strong take on what it's going to look like. All I know is it's going to impact the game. So let's just focus on the Eagles for a second. Jalen Hurts. You know, yesterday was the first time he threw since the game on Sunday. And from what I saw uh, and what was allowed to be posted during that, you know, the small session of time the media sees practice before they leave. He, he was just like tossing it like he wasn't throwing the football. So how bad is his finger? How much does it hurt? And how much will it impact how well he throws? Like, I'm sure he, they will tape it up and. He's tough enough physically. We've seen him play through a lot of things, including a high ankle, uh, obviously the shoulder last year. He's not going to not play. He's going to play. But how effective can he spin the football, throw it accurately? Can he throw it down the field with the finger issue? I don't know. We're going to find out on Monday. And are the Eagles prepared to change the game plan if they get out there and he can't throw it or we get out there and he gets hit, and it it aggravates or it's worse than it is, let's say, pregame. That's a big thing. A.J. Brown. Last night, Howard said he's 50-50 to play. Howard asking on WIP, 50-50 to play. That's gigantic. I mean, it's, and, and if he does go, and I imagine he will try to go, is he a lesser version of himself? I remember last year, A.J. Brown, I think he rolled his ankle against Washington in the, uh, the game they lost here. Next week was in Indianapolis, and he was barely on, like he wasn't even a part of the game. The man had one or two catches. He couldn't run the same way. We've seen A.J. not so much in Philadelphia, but in his past in Tennessee, he's had injuries. And sometimes he plays through them, but he's not as effective. So what kind of A.J. Brown are we getting on Monday night? And could Devontae Smith pick up the slack if AJ's not himself? And then, of course, the other side, Baker Mayfield, didn't practice yesterday. He's dealing with a whole bunch of ailments. And I thought he was terrible last Sunday against the, the Panthers. Like, Baker, the way Baker threw the ball last week – he would miss the receivers that are wide open against the the Eagles secondary. That's how bad he was. And I I noticed with Baker in his career with the Browns and now the Bucs, obviously in a few minutes with the Panthers and and the Rams, but he plays through injury. But I feel like injury affects him more than a lot of quarterbacks. I remember the year he was in Cleveland, his last year there, he had a shoulder issue the whole year. He was terrible. The year before, he played like a rising star. he, He strikes me as the kind of guy when he's physically right, You know, we've seen enough now. He could play. You know, he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But when he's not right and he plays, he drops off a lot. He goes, you know, from serviceable, decent, solid, whatever you want to call Baker Mayfield, to to, towards the bottom. That could be a big thing on Monday night. Both quarterbacks banged up. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, my third X factor as we move towards more of the, the football stuff is the red zone. So this is like weakness versus weakness, or yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's, it's bad versus bad. The Buccaneers, and last week they didn't score a touchdown. They finished 30th in the NFL, 44.9 conversion rate in the red zone. One of the worst red zone teams in the NFL. They were 0-2 last week against the Panthers defense. That was twenty seven. the Panthers think. Well, the Eagles ranked 30th in defensive red zone percentage this year. So you have the 30th ranked red zone offense, and the 30th ranked red zone defense. Something's got to give in this game. And I think when the score is final, it will be pretty clear. If the Bucks are three out of four, two out of three in the red zone, or perfect in the red zone, they're going to win the game. That's probably the way this is going to be at home. If the Eagles can limit them in the red zone, and, and I would imagine Todd Bowles will kick field goals instead of touchdowns, they're probably going to be right there at the end, and it's going to be some sort of ugly 19-17 kind of game. It feels like that will be it. I don't think the Eagles' defense is good enough, disciplined enough, sound enough to just make stops all game, to get them off the field all game. The Bucs are going to make some plays. They'll break some passes. You know, they'll they'll break a tackle. There'll be a busted coverage, and they'll make some plays. Can the Eagles stop them when they get to the red zone and just keep them to threes? You know, if this game at halftime is 10-7 or 13-7 or 13-10, it's right there, and and the Eagles, you know – talent on offense should be able to find a way at the end to win the game. But if the Bucs get 14 in the first, you know, 20 minutes of this game, it could be a long night because that means the Eagles defense isn't even doing the one thing they should be able to do in this game, which is slow the Bucs down in the red zone. I think that's a big one. Another X factor, my fourth one, is to win the run game battle. I mean, think back to week three when these two teams played. The Eagles ended the game on about a nine-minute drive where they never gave the football back. It was it was really physical dominance. They leaned on their offensive line. They ran all over the Bucs. I think they could do that again, or at least to some degree. And on the other side, the Bucs are not a good running team. They're one of the worst running teams in the NFL, in fact, last in rushing offense. So what we've seen in the last month, you know, I guess month and a half, almost two months now, the Eagles have not been a good run defense. Jordan Davis is either overweight or banged up with his ankle or both. He's certainly not the player he was seven weeks ago. Jalen Carter is worn down. Maybe a week off for Fletcher Cox last week gets him a little rejuvenated, but they need to be better against the run this week because you can't let the worst rushing offense of the league go off. Like then, this whole thing is out of whack. That, that can't happen. So, are the Bucs going to be better running the ball Monday than they usually are because they're playing the Eagles? Probably. But it. Like at the end of the game, the Eagles need to be the team that has more rushing yards. They need to be the team that won the ground game on both sides. Running on offense, kind of keep that clock moving. Don't make John have to throw it 35, 40 times with his finger right now and a banged-up A.J. and a banged-up Devontae. And on the other side, don't let the Bucs run all over you. Like The Eagles have to make the Bucks what they actually are, which is one-dimensional. And the last one, and this is one that I think we'll all have top of mind when this game starts, especially when the Eagles get on the field, their first offensive possession, and that's the blitz. How the Eagles handle the blitz on offense, how Jalen Hurts handles the blitz. His numbers are poor against them. We saw last week what Wink Martindale did against the, you know, two Jalen Hurts. When Hurts isn't blitzed this year, not non-blitzing situations, sixth among all quarterbacks in EPA per attempt, thirteenth in completion percentage, second third down conversion. When he's blitzed, twenty seventh. In EPA per attempt, 25th in completion percentage, 19th in third down conversion percentage. I believe week one, we talked in this podcast right after the game about how maybe Bill Belichick put the blueprint out there for everyone. Blitz hurts. And everyone's done it all year. He has not responded well, neither of the coaching staff. They need answers on Monday. They, they need him. Even if they're able to run it better and stay at a third and long, Todd Bowles is sitting in the house whenever that happens. They didn't handle it well two years ago there. They didn't handle it well throughout this season. And now it's coming again. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have to handle the blitz on Monday. Otherwise, they're either going to lose or be in an ugly nail-biter with very few points on the board late in this football game. Tucker, what do you think it is? We uh, we think about some X-Factors here in one of the weirdest playoff weeks I can ever remember.
0: Yeah, it's weird because you – didn't really feel it was a playoff week. We talked about firing the head coach up until Wednesday and then yesterday was, well, they're going to win. Obviously they, they have to beat the Buccaneers on the road. They beat them on the road in week three. And I think one of the things factoring into this, not just the, the quarterbacks being injured, which I do think is a huge thing. The fact that Tampa Bay has the blueprint, they're going to blitz the hell out of Jalen Hurts. And they're probably going to be a little bit more aggressive throwing the ball than they were in week three. But I was thinking motivation's a, a big part of this and, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but your buddy, Dallas Goddard, went on your show after the week three win over the, the Buccaneers and said, we made the Buccaneers quit. We have imposed our will on the Buccaneers. They gave up because we were so good against the Buccaneers and we were able to impose our will in the run game. And I wonder if the Buccaneers have forgotten about that or if they heard about that or, or if they're sitting there and they're watching tape thinking, all right, we can stop the run this week. Everyone else has over the last five or six weeks. We're going to load up the box. We're going to dare Jalen Hurts to beat us with, with a loaded box and, and, you know, blitzing, especially if A.J. Brown doesn't play. And just it, it feels like a weird game for the Eagles. where once again, they, they should be favored like they have been each of the last four weeks. And I don't know. I could see it going. Like, I could see them falling down 14 nothing in the first 10 minutes like they did against the Giants. Just go, okay, well, this team rolled over and they quit. or. I could see them going up 10 nothing in the first, you know, half and then feeling okay, maybe maybe they can pull this out and they'll just get just get, you know, killed by by the the 49ers or Cowboys next week. It's just it's the weirdest playoff week where this team feels like they're kind of just marching towards their death and in theory they're still four wins away from winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, that, the last way you put it, it's the weirdest thing. Because it does feel that way. It feels like they're, that we're reaching an inevitability of this season. It's going to end at some point sooner than later. Does it end Monday night against the Bucs? Well, if they could get them off the field in the red zone and they could be the better running team, I don't think it does. I think they'll get through this game and win it. But the injury stuff is major. It is major. The two biggest things, and that's why I started with them, are their mentality. And Tucker brought up a great point of the Bucks mentality. I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to play the Eagles because – Dallas Cowboys did say that. He's very honest, which we love having him on the show, but he did say, like, we took their will. Well, they know that. They felt it, and they're going to try to take it back on Monday. So the mentality of these teams where they're both at, especially the Eagles, are they going to show up in earnest to go win a playoff game? And then the injuries. What kind of Jalen Hurts are we going to get? And if he's ineffective or it gets worse, will we see Marcus Mariota like we did last week? I mean, that's a last-ditch resort, but this is the Eagles. We've seen, we've seen a, lot, a lot of crazier things with quarterbacks here. We have a quarterback that couldn't throw for the first three days of this week. The backup probably should be ready if needed. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon. NFL picks in your feed tomorrow as we get set for Super Wildcard Weekend. Thanks for listening.